0: Welcome to the Salvatrice Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a four-game NBA slate that I'm going to break down for you. And before we do that, uh, welcome. If you're new here, I want to introduce the new people. My name is Sal Vetri. I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. You can find my social medias linked up down below: Twitter at SalVetriDFS and Instagram Salvetry. You can also find my Patreon exclusive podcast, uh, Patreon exclusive yes, podcast, but also content linked up down below. And do things for the NBA projections on a daily basis, updating my player pools as well, as well as just NFL. Um, We have discords, too, if people are interested in those tiers. But podcasts over there, just extra content, about 25, 35 hours a week go into my Patreon content compared to about 10 to 15 for YouTube. So uh, if you like what I do over here, check out that stuff. Again, that is linked up down below. You can also check out, uh, or really on your end, uh, let me know who is your favorite play, not the six K play of the day because there's just really not many options today. Who's your favorite play below six K today? If you're a subscriber, must be subscribed, totally free to do that. Uh, if you leave that comment with your Twitter Twitter handle and or uh, a PayPal uh, email on Friday's NFL Final Thought Show, I will announce a winner for twenty five dollars. Via PayPal, Venmo, whatever people um, prefer there, and I'll use all the comments for the week on all the NBA and NFL videos. So be sure to get active on all those. Who's your favorite K below six? Who's your favorite play below six K? If you're listening on the audio version, feel free to tweet me. Come over to YouTube as well. Must be a subscriber, or if you leave a review with that favorite six K um, or below play of the day today. If you leave a review, it'll count as three entries into the little wheel thing that I spin for the winners. So uh, thank you. You can do that linked up down below. Again, my social medias. And the biggest thing is just want to urge some people, if you hit that subscribe button, it surely does help out a ton. This time of the year before the playoffs start, usually two or three weeks is when there's like a lull in the DFS community for content and viewership and attraction. So all the likes... Um, and really, all the uh, subscription subscribing it, it helps out a ton right now. Playoffs usually a ton of people get back into DFS just because their season long teams are, are either done like completely, even if they won, they're done. So um, let's get into this injury news wise. Uh, or actually, the last thing I'll say is uh, check out Pat Mayo. I do a show on Mondays. Uh, be sure to uh, I'll drop a link in the description. Um, be sure to go vote for Pat Mayo for Fantasy Betting Analyst of the Year. He's nominated for that. I think it's uh, an FS. GA or FSTA award, um, Fantasy Association, Trade Commission, whatever it is. I don't know. Not Trade Commission, but something. I don't know what it is, but I don't know the exact term. But yeah, he's nominated for that. Be sure to go vote for him. I'll link it up down below. Uh, It's totally free to do that, too. So starting in Charlotte, the only news here is four games late, eight teams. So not much news overall. Marvin Williams is doubtful with a knee injury. This would help PJ Washington. Miles Bridges would probably get some more four minutes. And Michael um, Kid Gilchrist—he's actually played for the first time. Well, not the first time, but a significant run for the first time the other day. So if he misses Marvin Williams, you probably see some more MKG. Uh, Goran Drogics for Miami. So most of the injury news, pretty much all of it, is coming out of Miami. Drag- Dragic continues to be out today, as well as Justice Winzo. That's going to help Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler with the Dragic's news. Well, Justice Winslow News, it'll help those same players. But also, uh, Derek Jones Jr. has been seeing minutes around 25, 26. Uh, Duncan Robinson would have the upside of playing 30 or so. Bam Adebayo is questionable today. You don't really see Bam miss games. And if he's out, Kelly Olenek would have to be the de facto center. Myers Leonard, but I was I would assume, play some backup center there. And Olynyk would become probably the best play in the slate at a four, low $4,000 tag playing center against the Hawks. Deion Waders is questionable with an illness. I mean, they're just not letting this guy suit up anyways. But uh, if he was to go and be active, I don't even know if he sees run. But if he does, it would affect Kendrick Nunn and definitely Tyler Hero. Uh, in New York, Wayne Ellington, been seeing like eight to 10 minutes a game since all the guards have been back and healthy, probably out of this rotation right now. But he's out today with an Achilles, would help Damian Dotson and Frank Neal Aquino. Nothing crazy for fantasy purposes there. Uh, for Philadelphia, Josh Richardson is questionable with a hamstring injury. Uh, Forkan Korkmas, uh, Matisse Theibel, James Ennis, all those players would be impacted if Josh Richardson returns. If Jay Rich, Jay Rich was to return, those guys are pretty much irrelevant if they are not already in this matchup against Denver. And then Isaiah Thomas is to expected to miss at least another week with this calf injury. Ishmith should continue to start at the point guard position. He's now up to 5,200, still a fair price point. Bradley Beal's assist rate should go a little bit up, and then Troy Brown should see some sort of productivity boost. Um, probably not much, though. It's mainly Smith and Bradley Beal. Going to the target offense sheet here, you can see this. It's just um, defense versus position numbers. It's Vegas odds. It's pace. It's the matchups. Uh, so you can check this out if you're interested to get a screenshot. It. This is comes along with the injury dashboard as well as my projections over on patreon and my updated player pool so you can check that out linked up down below uh, so here we go um there's a nice couple of nice games really just one that i'm interested so one that i'm interested in watching but it's a disgusting one for fantasy because two defensive teams right philadelphia and denver they have the lowest team total or game total on the slate by eight and a half points 206 philadelphia has a 105 team total in denver the lowest team total on the slate at 101 just speaks to how good both of those defenses are because there's a lot of good offensive players on those teams being held down because of how good the defenses are but charlotte and Washington man, these teams are just fun to watch. Washington is like one of the worst teams in the league on defense. They were ranked 30th the last time I checked three days ago um, in plus-minus. In point differential on defense but on offense it's it's fourth um so they're a really good offense bad defense which usually is going to translate to a lot of good fantasy performances which is exactly what you have here washington's a one and a half point favorite a 116 and a half team implied total against charlotte today who's a 115 team implied total 231 and a half overall game total that adds up to and it's projected to be a slower paced game because charlotte plays so slow uh, even though they're going to see somewhat of a pace up spot here it's still projected to be a slow paced game so um Well, actually, slower pace than you would expect, I should say. So uh, it should be a good matchup here. I have interest in uh, the Washington side. I have interest in the Charlotte side. Charlotte is priced up to where they probably should be at this point, though, so it makes it a little bit more difficult. Uh, Rebounding matchups for uh, P.J. Washington are going to be nice here against these Washington bigs, um, it's a nice spot for a lot of them, but Devontae Graham's priced up. You still have Terry Rozier in the 7K range. Like, the things I like most on this team are probably Miles Bridges at a reduced price point. Probably plays more of the four if you do get no Marvin Williams today. That's a sneaky, nice little usage bump for him. And then the Washington side, yes, I like Bradley Beal. Yes, I like Rui Hachemaria. You can take your shots on Mo Wagner. I think he's completely fine. His 18 minutes last game was probably more of a product of one matchup, but two also the blowout coming in and, and taking away really a lot of his fourth quarter run and late game run. But I think Rui Maria I think Ish Smith at 5,200 is surely priced up, so he's not as great of a bargain when he's 3,600. But you're going to get 30 to 32 minutes out of Ish Smith at, at 5,200 in this matchup. I think that's fine. I probably prioritize Washington today as Bradley Beal. Ruby Hatch, and Maria and then Ish Smith and the Charlotte side of this, it's difficult because of the price tags, um, but if I'm trying to prioritize them in terms of how much interest I have at getting them in my lineups, maybe point per dollar, you can say, probably go Miles Bridges. So I, I would assume Mar- if Marvin Williams is out, I would go Miles Bridges, PJ Washington, um, Devontae Graham and then Terry Rozier from that side of it. Miami and Atlanta, the second game here. Miami right now is a nine-point favorite, even with all these guys potentially out, right? Well, Winslow and Drogic are already out, even with potentially Bam being out this year, who just does not seem like he's been injured. Nine-point favorite, a 111.75 team implied total. Atlanta, a 102.75 team implied total. You have Trey Young being the most expensive player on the slate and the most difficult matchup on the slate for a point guard, even more difficult than playing Philadelphia or Denver, um, at least this so far this year. That's probably when these guys like Drogix and Wins- Winslow are fully healthy, but still a tough matchup. Look, I, I-, I like Trey Young in a four-game slate at 10-4. He's not in the early interest, but if you can afford him, go for it. Like, there's not a ton of value screaming out right now. Kelly Olenek could open up on this Miami team. If you get no BAM, then it makes it easier to get the Trae Young. We know he's kind of doesn't matter what the matchup is. The guy's shooting uh, 40, 50 percent of his shots are from three. He's shooting almost 40 percent, right around 40 percent from three this year. So it really doesn't matter. He's not a guy who's going to drive all that much. He's going to rely on his jump shot. And it's three-point shot, so uh, Trey Young is completely fine on any night. Uh, That being said, if the value is not there, I'm not going to squeeze him in. If we get nice value, then I'll take my shots and GBPs on Trey Young, which seems like it probably should be lower ownership today, Um, but he's not a priority for me. The rest of this Atlanta team, Jabari Parker, is now down to 6,200. If you get no BAM today, I do like Jabari Parker more. It just makes his matchup much easier. Otherwise, the matchup of Bam and Kelly Olynyk, and whoever else is going to rotate in there is really tough for Jabari. His minutes have been down. He's not been seeing these 35 or even 32-minute games as of late. He's lucky to touch 30. He's been playing around 28. A lot of that is due to some blowouts here. I think he still is on pace for about 30 minutes to 32 minutes per game. 6200 the price has just fallen off. I think from this Atlanta team, you get a ton of just gross value, right? DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Bemery, all these players that will probably play uh, 28 to 30 minutes or so more times and not score you like 18 to 22 fantasy points. Right now, they're not the value that I really wanted to go for, but we might actually just be forced into them. My favorite play on Atlanta, and I really don't want much here outside of Trey Young if if Bam is in. If Bam is out, I'm fine going to Jabari Parker at 6,200 and then taking shots on Damian Jones' value. Look, he's terrible because of the fact that he just gets into foul trouble. If this guy doesn't get in foul trouble, he'll play 24 minutes, and he'll probably score somewhere around 24 to 25 to 26 to 30 fantasy points, right? Uh, the problem is foul trouble, so he, you're not getting that, and you're getting him playing... 20 minutes and scoring 18 to 22 fantasy points, which on this slate is fine to take that risk. So Damian Jones and Jabari Parker stand out the most to me if you can't get to Trey Young. On the Miami side, look, if if Bam is out, Kelly Olenek on this slate becomes hard to ignore. Myers Leonard would then become hard to ignore. We get more backup center minutes as well as power forward minutes. Um, Derek Jones Jr. has been playing 25 to 26 minutes. He's in the 3K range since Winslow has been out. Uh, Tyler Hero is now priced up to, I believe, almost 6K. That's very meh to me, especially if Deion Waiters was able to play today. Um, but I don't really want to play pay top dollar for hot shooting the past two nights from Hero. Although it's a four-game slate, he can definitely do it again. My priorities for Miami are definitely Jimmy Butler and his matchup against Atlanta. It's hard to ignore. Kendrick Nunn, who's playing like 38 minutes at this point with no Winslow and Dragic, So he has been terrible in those minutes, but as good of a matchup as you're going to get. So Jimmy Butler, um, Kendrick Nunn, and then even Kelly Olenek, even if Bam does play. um, Bam is fine to get to if he suits up, hoping that Bam doesn't play so we get some sort of value. And then Kelly Olenek probably becomes my favorite play in the slate. Philadelphia and Denver. Look, I I like some things here. Four-point favorites, Philadelphia. Like I said, 105 team implied total, 101 team implied total for Denver. But this game's not going to feature a lot of points, right? And these guys are priced like they should be. And some of them price points haven't moved uh, because of the matchup. So it's not a spot that I like a lot philadelphia in bead stands out at his price point at 9500 because he's sort of matchup proof although this is one of the if not most difficult matchups for a center um one-on-one rudy gobert would probably be the toughest but uh the combination of, of the mill saps and the mason plumleys and the obviously jokic is is absolutely terrifying so Embiid at 9500 not a priority for me honestly the pay pay up options in Trey Young and Embiid currently because of matchup really in the slate are not priorities, but I would get to Embiid more so. Um, I think Bradley Beal is the guy that I like the most paying up for so far today. But uh, and then Tobias Harris would be the second guy that I like $7,000 price points coming down. Um, He actually has a better rebounding rate when he's at the three, which makes sense. You're not standing next to him beat as much. He's more active in the assist department there. And he's more active in just a better gets more uh, better shots right from three point range, especially. So uh, $7,000. He's not a priority either. Nothing on Philadelphia stands out as a priority unless one of these guys gets injured, especially if Jay Rich returns to the rotation. All the value is kind of lost there on the Denver side. Same things can be said, Jamal Murray's down to 6,700, that's slightly appealing, although a difficult matchup. Gary Harris remains just a terrible value play every night, who will play 32 minutes and score you 18 fantasy points like at best, so no interest in him at 4,200, so maybe slight interest just for some sort of value, but uh, not really today. My favorite play here, Jokic is 9,000 in a brutal matchup. Paul Millsap, we don't know where his minutes are in this matchup. I would imagine he plays a lot more than Jeremy Grant just because of the size needed here compared to Jeremy Grant, um, who probably doesn't get to play a lot against Al Horford today. But even then, Millsap, even though the price is low, he's placing Al Horford and Joel Embiid frontcourt, which is terrifying. My favorite play from this whole game and somebody that I might actually get with with some volume is probably Will Barton. 5,500 small forwards, the one spot that has been susceptible um, to just uh, having games against this Philadelphia defense, I guess you can say. We've seen it a couple times this year. Will Barton's minutes are pretty stable now in the mid-30s. I think he's okay at 5,500, but man, this game is just gross. Besides that, it's probably Will Barton and and Bede are my favorite options from this game. Jamal Murray at 6,700 is appealing. And then the last game, Portland and New York. So Portland's a nine-point favorite here, 114 team implied total. New York, um, 105 team implied total, 219 overall game total. Should be a pretty slow-paced game. Um, Lots of options here. You have an $8,000 Hassan Whiteside, who's been playing very well against this really big and really deep um, New York front court so he's in a fine spot $8,000 does not seem like a priority to me at that point um, I'm really just living in the Devonte Graham uh, Bradley Beal Jimmy Butler pay up Re- really Jimmy Butler and Bradley Beal are the pay up options that seem appealing to me and then the whole 5 and 6k range is pretty appealing and then Kelly Olenek if he opens up so I think that's kind of where cash builds go GPPs obviously you can you can get a little bit different there get the Trey Young whatever you want to do Portland side of it Damian Lillard He's very okay to me, but again, I prefer Bradley Beal and, and Jimmy, but Jimmy Butler in that range, so it's very meh. Um, going down just a little bit more for Portland, McCollum at 7,100 doesn't really doesn't really stand out all that much. Carmelo Anthony today, in a revenge narrative, if you will, uh, doesn't really stand out all that much. He honestly might be the guy that I get to the most outside of a white sided in GPPs. Just nothing stands out from Portland. Kent Bazemore is priced up. We'll see what happens with Rodney Hood. He seems likely to play. There was no injury status by his name today, so that hurts Kent Bazemore's increased price point, makes Rodney Hood. I actually don't know if Rodney Hood is, is out for multiple games, but either way, these guys, just nothing popped early uh, in the baseline projections that I have in here. Not adjusting for anything uh, specific for today, but yeah, Portland is just a very mad team. It's, phil- it's similar to Philadelphia and Denver. There's not a lot of great spots. You obviously have to fill out a roster, so I think Hassan Whiteside stands out the most. Lillard, relative to the field, isn't standing out. Same thing for McCollum at his price range. And then just looking at some of these these value options, it's it's not it's not a lot. So uh, Carmelo Anthony and Whiteside stand out, although they'll have difficult spots because New York is just loaded with bigs for 48 straight minutes of the Taj Gibsons, the Julius Randles, uh, Mitchell Robinson, Bobby Portis, all that. So they stand out, not priorities. On the New York side, there's a couple of things I do like. Um, mainly is Julius Randle, low 6K range still on Randle. He's one of the few guys in this team who are locked into like a floor of 32 minutes with the upside of 36 to 37 to 38. It's a difficult matchup for sure today, but I'll take Julius Randle and his matchup at that price point. I'm fine rolling the dice on Mitch Robinson if the guy stays out of foul trouble today. Um, And it's, it's going to be, it's a matchup against Hassan Whiteside and definitely Carmelo Anthony's a lot easier, but Whiteside, It should be a spot where he doesn't get played off the court, right? Whiteside's not going out to the three-point line, which is usually when they take a guy like Mitchell Robinson off the court because he's more of a traditional center, can't really move out of the paint all that much, is looking for blocks. He's very similar to Hassan Whiteside in that nature. So, look, they want this guy to play 26 to 30 minutes a night, Robinson, if he stays out of foul trouble. At 5,700, if you told me that Robinson was going to play 20 just 26 minutes tonight I think he was great on a four-game slate he has the upside to and maybe not against white side because of the blocks as much but he does have the upside to drop just 30 with ease and if he plays 28 minutes the 40 to 50 point upside is there for Mitchell Robinson and it's fun and on a four-game slate it tilts the slate a ton so the bigs from New York are interesting to me I would put Randall one Mitchell Robinson two even if Robinson doesn't start, they still want this guy playing 26 to 30 minutes a game. Uh, if he indeed gets that run, even with the new coach in there, it seems like the same thing is happening. They just want this guy to get the run, stay out of foul trouble, and you can do it. R.J. Barrett in this matchup, this doesn't stand out. Tough matchup against McCollum here. He's going to have to rely a lot on his shooting today. I'm not going to get much more point guard duties now that you have Alf Payton back from that i believe hamstring injury that kept him out like a month month and a half um you have dennis mc jr for fully back from this personal issue removed a couple weeks back now so um yeah rj barrett's point guard responsibilities are probably going to be gone usage is dropping a little bit randall's usage is staying pretty um there it's staying pretty stable so i think he's okay so early interest today um, if you're listening on the audio version, I will read these out. If you're listening on the YouTube version, you can see them. Uh, but pretty much went through all of them when we did the position by position. But the 9K plus range, Joel Embiid, Bradley Beale, Jimmy Butler. I prefer um, Bradley Beale and Butler over Embiid right now, especially for cash games. If you're playing in a tournament, you can leverage the ownership if you want. Embiid, even in this matchup, does have 50 plus point upside. It is just a brutal spot for a guy playing only around 30 minutes per game. After that, it drops off a ton. Tobias Harris, uh, Rui Maria, and Julius Randle. These are not my locked-in interests, so I'm, I'm going to use more players than just uh, the, the 15 you see on here. This is just early in the morning at 5 a.m. Me I'm giving a, a video, a content piece, before I do my initial projections or before I do my, my more in-depth projections. Again, you can get those on Patreon. Tobias Harris at 7K, not a priority. Just in that range, he stands out. Uh, Rui Hachimura, he's going to play like 38 minutes today uh, in a very good matchup against Charlotte in a good rebounding spot. So he becomes almost, uh, maybe not a core piece, right? I, don't, I hate using that word because I don't really build cores. Um, but he becomes a piece that I do like to try and get to. Similar with Randall at 6,400. I like that range right there between the two of them. They'll both play big minutes. Um, Rui's going to play a ton more. Probably not be as efficient or effective with his minutes as Randall will be, but just the pure volume of minutes in a matchup where Charlotte goes at the most points in the paint, very easy rebounding spot. I do like that for Rui. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, Will Barton, the 5K range I just have loaded. It's where most of my interests come from. It's where a lot of guys who have the upside to probably give you 25 on a bad night, but 35 to 40 on a good night lie. And that is Mitchell Robinson at 5,700. We discussed his upside in the minutes that they want him to play. Will Barton at 5,500 is a guy that he's really the only guy from Denver that stands out. One of the only guys that stand out in that Denver Philadelphia game. The guy I liked the most in that game because of his price point. And now Will Barton is point guard, small forward eligible. Um, I'd leave him as a small forward, but the fact that he's seeing more run uh, with the ball in his hands and the usage is remaining up there around 20% is pretty, it's nice. Kendrick Nunn has been abysmal, uh, but he's just going to play with no Dragics and Winslow. He's going to play like a minimum of 36 minutes. And we saw it, that he has the upside to play 38 to 40, 41 over these last couple of games. So it's hard to ignore in a four game slate when a point guard is going to play that many minutes. Uh, Jimmy Butler is obviously stealing a ton of his usage. Uh, Tyler Hero over the last two games, just shooting lights out, is stealing a ton of his usage and possible shot attempts and upside. Uh, That is going to stabilize. Kendrick Nunn, if he continues to play 38 to 40 minutes, is not going to just score 20 fantasy points every night, right? Uh, That the point per minute production that he produces, even alongside Jimmy Butler, is going to lead to performances of 25 to 30 to 35 um, more stable over his instead of his 20 point performances. So I like him at 5,400. Marcus Morris didn't touch on him all that much. I do like some of these New York Knicks. I already said Randall and Robinson. Morris would probably be the guy like next. He's just going to rely on his shooting. He'll pick up some assists. He'll get rebounds from the three at 5,300. I think that this is a fine matchup. His individual matchup is very appealing. Uh, He's probably the guy in the 5K range I like the least, though. Ishmith, 52 against Charlotte. He's still fine at that price tag. He's not going to give you insane point-per-minute production, or he's not going to give you insane point-per-dollar production um, because he's not 3,600 anymore, but he has the clear upside to just get you a 25-30-point to game, and that's pretty solid, especially for cash on the slate. Miles Bridges should pick up more four minutes. I like Miles Bridges a lot more if Marvin Williams is out. I don't know how many more minutes he picks up at the four. They can just put Michael K. K. Gilchrist there and soak up those minutes, and they probably will, but there's at least upside for him to play a rotation, a six-minute rotation or so at the four, which helps his rebounding numbers against Washington. Damian Jones, Kelly Olinick are in yellow for me in the 4K range. I like Olenek a lot today. Um, if Bam Adebayo is out, even if Bam's not out, Olenek is fine. He'll play like 24, 25 minutes. If Bam is out, he'll play 30 plus minutes at the five. And that's really, really appealing. Damian Jones at 4,700. If Bam is out, I do have more interest there. If Bam is in, this guy's going to foul out in like 18 minutes. And then Derek Jones Jr. at 3,600 for Miami. They've been playing about 25, 26 minutes a game. Um, since returning from this injury, since Winslow has been out. I think that's okay to continue to go back to, especially if Bam is out. I like, I like Derek Jones a lot more, too, if Bam is out. He'll get more four minutes instead of just three. So that's where I'm at right now. Hopefully this video helps for game NBA slate. Be sure to let me know down below in the comments, who is your favorite 6K or below, not just 6K, 6K or below play today, the day. Uh, I will pick one of those people um, and use all those comments into a generator and pick throughout the week. One person to win a $25 giveaway on Friday's video. Uh, you will be contacted at a Twitter account, so be sure to le- link, link a Twitter, um, link a PayPal, just some way for me to contact you down below you must be a subscriber if you're listening on the audio version you feel free to come over to youtube you can feel free to tweet me um, at SalvetryDFS, dfs instagram at Salvetry, um, or sal underscore vetri or you can leave a audio review leave your twitter handle and your favorite 6k play or below of the day and that will count as three entries so thank you so much check out my patreon exclusive content linked up down below you all rock have a great rest of your day hit that subscribe button before you leave Just take that extra second does help me out a ton as an independent content creator here on the YouTuber. So peace out. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. See you gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.